what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Exchange on the Mesh Podcast Network, a monthly conversation about startups and small business with ideas, tools, and advice to operate your business more effectively. On today's show, I'm going to share my summer reading and tell you that a lack of a mission statement may have changed the history of the world. We'll be joined by Patricia Cooper, who's our guest today. She's a personal trainer and an entrepreneur. And we'll talk about a product she's developed, and we'll also talk about her experience trying out for Shark Tank. And if you want to invest, we'll only require a small commission to hook you up. Finally, we'll wind up with our Small Business of the Month feature, where we'll highlight some interesting businesses that you should be checking out. My name is Jeff Newville. I'm your co-host. I'm director of the Small Business Center at Catawba Valley Community College in Hickory, North Carolina. And I'd like to welcome my co-host, Gary Muller, who's the dean of Business, Industry, and Technology at uh, Catawba Valley Community College in Hickory. Gary, how is it going? It's going great, Jeff. Your intro has really got me excited about changing the world. Changing the world. We talk about those things in school, changing people's lives, but changing the world is a pretty big deal. It is a a pretty big deal, you know. In, In the business, you know what we call that? We call that a teaser. Well, so, uh, it worked. I'm, I'm glad. And I'm your co-host. I'm, I'm glad that you're at least interested. You know, hopefully we haven't lost uh, our listeners quite yet. But uh, it, uh, we're sitting uh, in beautiful Hickory, North Carolina. It's uh, uh, right. We're at Memorial Day weekend. It's, it's uh, a beautiful day today. Beautiful day. It's been a cold and rainy week, but it's been a beautiful day today. So anyway, well, well welcome to everybody out there. So yeah, so so I wanted to talk for a moment. We we always try to share an article, but. I'm currently I'm I'm reading a new book as as you Gary probably know I'm I'm sort of one of these little political junkie type. Yes, people. I know, you know and so, I know we shouldn't talk politics. But the book that I'm reading is called Shattered: Inside Hillary Clinton's Doomed Campaign by Jonathan Allen and Amy Parnes, who are two political writers who. Uh, I believe at least Jonathan Allen was sort of embedded with the Clinton campaign from early on, and it's sort of a lot, a lot of inside reporting. And it is very telling. I'm, uh, in all honesty, I'm only, only about halfway through the book at this point in time. But it is very telling in that one of the real issues, challenges that the campaign faces is that ultimately Hillary Clinton is never really able to express a, a vision or a reason for why she wants to be president, and ultimately she really doesn't connect very well with the electorate while Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump are running around getting humongous audiences and very passionate responses, and and she's scratching her head trying to figure out why she can't. So I am prepared to submit that the reason that she did not win the election, creating a significant change in history— of the world is the fact that she never really had a mission statement and she couldn't uh, really reach out to her customers or the electorate. And I guess I wanted to get your thoughts on how that might translate to business and that I've never really been a big guy of saying, oh, you got to have a mission statement. And I'm, I'm starting to question that. There's so many things to say. Well, jump right in. <laughs> so I wasn't going to talk about politics and I won't. Per se. But I do agree that I think that she thought she was supposed to be president 
and had all the qualifications and things that need to be done, and well, that everybody else would think that too. Well, and, and her and her aides sort of quiet. Uh, I say joked around. Joke is probably not the right word. I hope I don't upset Hillary Clinton and she doesn't call us out. I I don't know if she's a listener. You know, we have a lot of well, listeners. It's very out possible. There. We have people from the north. But uh, you know, some of them said that uh, you know, in in frustration, they would say, "Well, our our reason for running is it's her turn," and that yeah, doesn't particularly exactly resonate right. with the uh, with, with her customers. So, from a business perspective, when we when we talk to businesses, you know, what what do we think uh, the importance of a mission statement is? Well, I get your comment about mission statement. I think the process of going through developing a mission statement or talking to people about what we're going to do. And it does tie directly into what you're just talking about. You've got to give people a reason to buy your product or your service and get excited about it. Not just because you've got to have whatever X, Y, Z, but you've got to create some passion. And Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump did that. Probably perfect examples uh, on either side. Uh, but they were generating excitement. Uh, whether you agreed with it or not, they they figured it out or their people figured it out. I guess perhaps one thing is authenticity in that, uh, you know, and and I guess Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump represented very different spectrums, but I think that people uh, felt that they came off as very authentic in, in, in terms of— And they were passionate. Beliefs and whether, again, whether you liked them or not, you, you knew that they believed in what they were saying, and they got you excited one way or another, and Hillary was just kind of walking through saying, you know, I am— very qualified, and she had a lot of good traits and good quality and great experience, but she didn't generate that wow factor, which you got to have with a business product or service, too. So should we be telling businesses that they should start with the mission statement? Well, I think they need to be excited and passionate about what they're doing, because if they're not, and I know our guest is, then how are you going to get customers to be excited if you're not, other than just say... You know, a monotone is not going to work in any kind of environment. At least I don't believe it. Sometimes I've had clients come into our small business center and I'll ask them, you know, what what uh, what they're trying to accomplish, and they'll say, "I want to be a millionaire." Well, that's all well and good, but that's probably not the way you can connect. You, you really have to find a a reason to connect to your customer, yeah. and 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 you know, we all hope that the outcome of you starting a business and and doing wonderful things results. And you being yeah. a millionaire, but that's that. Really that's the result. That's can't not be the primary objective. Exactly. So, so anyway, that's that's that's. I'm my, excited now. That's, I that's, that's we're changing summary. the world. Okay. Well, the world has changed. It, yeah, and it certainly has changed. So, and and you know, this that's a, a different <laughs> podcast could discuss right. whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. But uh, we'll, we'll we'll try to stick to our very good. I like our, that our one, business. Jeff. So, all right. Well, you you know, you shattered is is the book that shattered. I'm reading. So uh, yeah, and it's if you're into the intricacies of political campaigns, it's a, it's a very interesting read. So we'll keep you posted. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm only halfway through. So, I don't know how it turns okay, out. So, so in yeah, future we'll podcasts, we'll see how it. All, we'll yeah. see how the election turns out. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll give you an update next next podcast. Good deal. So. All right. Well, we have a guest today. I want to welcome our guest, Trisha Cooper. Trisha, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm great. I'm excited to be here. Well, we appreciate you joining us. We met Tricia when she was participating in our local business plan competition, the Edison competition last year. And Tricia is a personal trainer and has been in the fitness industry for for several years. I'll I'll let you know. Yeah, she she doesn't look like she's been in it that long, no, but I she's agree. been in it for a while. 
She's a personal trainer. She's taught in many arenas of fitness, including special populations, including active older adults, infants, uh, obesity, at-risk teens, pre- and postnatal. She's done classes in several adult fitness areas, yoga, step, Zumba, spinning, Pilates, aerobics, kickboxing, pump, TRX. We need to be on our best behavior. She can take care of herself. I'm moving a little bit over here. Okay. She's an athletic trainer who has trained people and also participated in marathons, uh, triathlons, mm-hmm. uh, Spartan trifectas, bodybuilding, race walking. I know what some of these things are. I don't know what all of them are. I'm intimidated. Well, you're, you're okay. I'll, I'll, I've got your back. She also instructs a program called the Journey Series, which is a unique six-week program uh, of reflection and transforming people from the inside and outside. Uh, and she's developed a product that is called the Journey Board that she is starting to use in her program. So, Tricia, welcome to the Entrepreneur Exchange. We're, we're glad that you're here. Thank you, and thanks for having me. Um, tell us a little bit about your, your experience as a personal trainer and yoga instructor and how you came up with the journey. Tell, tell folks what the journey board is and how you came up with it. Okay. So I have been in the fitness industry for 40 years. I started when I was 17. And um, I, I love to see people really transformed physically through the first part of my journey with fitness. But people weren't sticking to their goals. They weren't able, as a personal trainer, I was like, okay, they get it, and then they don't, and then they backslide, and then they do even worse than when they first came to me. And so I developed a program called the Journey Series Stripping the Core, and it's a 27-posture program that transforms people and gets them physically uncomfortable so that emotionally and mentally we can kind of dig deep into what is going on in their psyche so that they can get that emotional and mental and physical balance to bring, um, I like to call it like the spiritual awareness, the spiritual awakening in their mind that says, oh, that's why I do what I do. And if I want to hit this goal, I don't want to do that anymore. And so it really does involve getting uncomfortable. But here's the thing. The program was really hard. And a lot of people weren't able to get that core balance because everything's centered in that program with that centered core strengthening and lengthening. And so I wanted to understand my postures more. So I became a yoga um, certified instructor. And as I was going through my yoga journey, I was finding people loving the program but not being able to balance or flexibility. And so they were a lot of people were either dropping out of it or were were not getting the full um Oh, gosh, the full extent of what the program could do for them. And, and when you say balance, you, I, I think what you're saying is, is physically they could not Abs- a, a, achieve yeah. certain poses or things that you were trying to assist them in getting yes. to. Yes, and I love that you say that because it was a physical balance. But here's the thing. Because they weren't able to get physically balanced, they couldn't get mentally 
uncomfortable. And that was my desire. I love to get people uncomfortable so it brings awareness. And that awareness thus brings transformation. Because I am totally in the we transformation. Want to make change. Yes, but a lot of people don't want to do that. They they no, stay in that. We don't, we don't that. like to get uncomfortable no. here. You know? And especially, you know, for men, because you guys do not, I, that, I don't mean it like that, but it is hard <laughs> flexibility yes. for men. You know, you guys are mm-hmm. tight and it's not like you're like, oh, I'm going to roll up my mat and go to yoga today. And so it, it we have to be able to entice you to come and make you know that you are getting absolute benefit from it. So I invented a board. It's called the journey board. And the reason why it's the journey board is because so many different journeys can be taken on this board. Uh, you can do... Um, core balancing, core flexibility. It's for active older adults. It's for, my sons use it, they're 26 and 24. My daughters use it, they're from 11 to 31 years old. And uh, my husband uses it, and he's a golfer. He's a weekend warrior. Um, And me, you know, at 57 years old, I am an active older adult, and I use it, but it, it, you know, for my balance and for my flexibility. I mean, I may think that I'm a 20 or 30 year old in my head but my body does say hello you are 57 and well, are- i would have lost a lot of money knowing her age is so <laughs> walking uh, advertisement for oh, business. That's right. we, we have wagers on that all the time in the, the entrepreneur exchange. That's Go ahead. Right. I'm glad you maybe lost on that. Uh, Gary lost that. on that one. I, I, I went under. <laughs> So the journey board really does enable people to be successful in, um, in, in transforming what they want physically in their body and then helps them to find that, that mental and that physical balance. It has straps on it. You can move it. You use both sides of the board to it. And um, it's a really neat board. Like people who get on it and people who have seen it are just like, that is really cool. Like, and, and, you, and you've used it in some of your classes. Yes. You know, and, 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 and at various yoga studios, so people have had a chance to, to try it, get on it, and, and see the benefit of it. Yes, and I've done workshops on it. And the feedback with the workshops have been, I, sometimes I like the feedback has been really, really positive, and I'm like, I, I need like some negative <laughs> feedback. And probably the only negative feedback that I got was from my 31-year-old daughter. And it wasn't negative about the board or anything. It was about, you know, just me being so bouncy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've got a 21-year-old daughter. So, yeah, I I understand some of those negative comments. Yeah, and and my daughter, my my 31-year-old and I went through yoga training certification together as well. We have two totally different teaching styles. (laughs) Well, and and you you've talked you 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 mentioned that you're you've done some workshops and, and gotten feedback. So so in terms of how you've developed the journey board in your product, what what are other ways that it's sort of gotten to the point where it is today? I, I know you you've worked with uh, our local university, Lenore Ryan University. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, talk a little bit about the sort of the, your, the process that you've used to sort of uh, get to this point with your your board at this point in time. Um, I'll tell you, I've had amazing um, mentors and advisors through the Edison Project and through Lenore Ryan Incubation Entrepreneur Program. They got me in touch with um, 
just people that would help, you know, on patents and on um, LLCs and just advisors because we had to pitch in front in front of the advisory board and they gave great feedback. Did I get my feelings hurt? I, you know, I kept thinking, I'm not married to this board. I'm not married to this board. This is why I'm in this program. And then they would give this feedback and I'm like, who do they think they are? <laughs> yes, you are married to that. You, Just like we were talking so about, you I have to was. be passionate about your product. And I was. It's another one of your children. That's yeah, it, it, but definitely. you know what? Good. It really did teach me that um, it wasn't nor was I the be-all, end-all, and that I had to be open and receptive to change things that um, people were seeing in it or be able to change my approach. And that, that was humbling. But you know what? That got me ready for Shark Tank. But it's just like what you talk about with trying to make people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Before before you can transform, before, you must get uncomfortable. Yes, yes. So you uh, you you have to walk the walk. And talk. No, you're you are absolutely right. And I said it to my friend. I said, you know, I get upset about this stuff, but I am always telling people to put their big boy pants on or big big girl panties on. And I was finding myself at this wall. And, you know, and it, it really was a growing process that without Edison and without LR's um, entrepreneur program, I would have fell apart at, at Shark Tank. I would have fallen apart. But because of the advisors and the mentors and the feedback and how they really spoke life into my board and into me and into my securities and into my pride, um, it was an amazing journey, but I had to, you know, look in the mirror and really be open, receptive. I love what you say about changing the world because that's how I teach my class. I say, if you can't transform here when you look in the mirror, you aren't going to be able to walk into the room and transform the room. And then that room isn't going to, you know, take and transform the community. And then how do you change the world if you didn't change the room, the community, and the world. It starts right at the person you look at in the mirror. It's corny, but it's true. And I know. It is. Well, well, you, you mentioned that uh, it helped you in preparing to uh, for, for Shark Tank. And, and uh, Shark Tank, uh, I guess on a regular basis, conducts, I guess, casting calls mm-hmm. throughout the country. And... Back in April, they had one in Charlotte, North Carolina, which is is not very far from us, and uh, you know, promoted it, and, and uh, I saw it, and, and promoted it to some of our small business center clients. You saw it, and and you actually went down and participated in, in the uh, in the casting event. But mm-hmm. as you to to prepare for the casting event, what what did you do to get ready for it? I went to what they did at, I think it's Piedmont. Central Piedmont. Central Piedmont. They offered, um, and thank goodness they did, um, they offered three or four different um, workshops to come, what the Sharks wanted, and then um, the numbers, how to play with the numbers. And then the last but the very most important was, um, it's a casting call, and you know, and what they were looking mm-hmm. for in it, and to really be you mm-hmm. and be passionate about your product. And if you don't know your product, you don't deserve to be there. Right. And so I had to do a lot of soul searching the month leading up to this this um, 
audition. It's an audition. It is a casting call. And I really had to do some soul searching and make sure that I knew my product. I knew my purpose. I knew that I was passionate in it. And, um, and I knew how I wanted to present myself because that first part is really an audition. And I'm not I'm not like this audition person. I mean, seriously. Your personality seems like the perfect person for Shark Tank. Because you are passionate and you are outgoing. And that seems like what they're looking for. And despite what your daughter says, the fact that when you're bouncy and bubbly can be a good thing when it comes to Shark Tank. That's right, exactly. Sorry, daughter. Yeah, I can say when you walk in the peak... Like I did the Edison project. I, you know, it's kind of the Hickory version of Shark Tank. And I was so nervous in that. And, you know, you have a, a whole room of, of people and they're watching you. And, um, you know, I was like, oh, my gosh, I've got to perform for these people and, you know, and do this. And I just felt like my passion wasn't there. Like I didn't come out because I was so rehearsed. Mm-hmm. And... One of the things that they say in the the pitching workshop Mm -hmm. at Piedmont is practice, pitch, practice, pitch, practice. And so I opened up my home. I put it out on Facebook, and I said, anybody want to watch me pitch for Shark Tank? And I had friends. um, I had um, fellow board members from a board that I sit on. I had people just come out, advisors from um, LR, and they all came and they were like, we're supporting you. I had friends that I train, friends that take my journey series classes, and it was amazing. And every single time they came, there was a little tweak that I could make that made me more personal. And that brought my passion out. And, you know, they say that was too contrived. And so when I went into that pitch, seriously, I mean, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I'm going to toot my own horn. They loved me. They loved my board. I mean, this, my producer, but they make you feel, I'm going to go back, they make you feel like they want you there. They are so welcoming. They made you comfortable. Oh, like when you are in this room. Which is interesting. I would have thought maybe well, the other. So, so, oh, gosh. So, so, now, so first off, I want to, I want to say kudos to our, our small business center down at Central yes. Piedmont Community College. Yes. And, and I know the director there, Renee Hode, who does uh, an outstanding job. So it sounds like the workshops are very, very helpful. So sort of walk us through sort of the day of, of, of going through a, uh, a, a casting pitch with Shark Tanks. I think it was on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. It was. And, and I, I think it was advertised as yes. starts at nine o'clock, but I'm betting yes. that you got there before nine o'clock. Yes. So, so tell us a little bit about if someone's thinking about uh, attending a Shark Tank casting call, what, what, what is the day like? Okay, so the day is you get up at three or four in the morning, and I went can, down. If you can sleep, yeah, I went down the night before and um, stayed down there, and um, I had great support from my from my husband, and he dropped. Nope, did I take a cab? I took a cab and got dropped off at five. Five in the and morning. It, there was for, already for, for, a line for a nine o'clock. There, there was already a line. So you don't have an appointment. That's one. Oh no, sir. 
No, oh. no, no, no. To me, to me, it sort of sounds like that American Idol track. That is exactly it. Okay. And there was probably over 400 people that were getting into line, and it was pretty neat to get there. I was number 36, okay. so that was great. Yeah. Number 36 at 5 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number 36 at 5 in the morning. And I really thought I was going to be one of the first. And I walked up, and there was this line, and I'm like, what? in the world, these people. And so I got to be in the first batch. That's good. So that was amazing. Yeah. And the reason why I got up that early is because I wanted to catch the producers when they were fresh. Absolutely. That, and, and these are the producers. It's not like Mark Cuban or uh, any of the sharks. No. Are there. These mm-hmm. are the, this is sort of a process that if you, I assume if you do well in, you might end up being on the actual show, which I assume, yes. I assume they tape in California, but I don't yes. know for sure. Yes. Okay. And so then um, you get your numbers. And here was the really neat part. There were people that would just come up to you that have been on Shark Tank, that have been in front of Mark and and Laurie and you know and all the other ones, Mr. Wonderful, you know, and they would say, "Pitch to me," and they would just say, "Okay, you need to do this or you need to do that." And at first, I was watching one woman come through, and she is in four thousand grocery stores. She did not have to be there, but she was like, "I made it." I want to help you make this. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, no, I'm not going to pitch to her. And then I was like, if I can't pitch to this girl, how am I going to pitch in there? And I was like, come on, let me pitch to you. And she was amazing with her feedback. Um, it was really funny because when she f- gave me feedback, I was like, okay, do I change some of this stuff? Do I tweak it? Well, how do I do this? And so I took the best information that she gave and you took it to heart and, you know, still stuck with my plan. But there were people. Probably a dramatic change because you've already practiced. Exactly. Exactly. Because I was watching other people kind of get nervous. Now, in the line, there are people that they have been. This is maybe their fourth tryout for Shark Tank. They follow them all over the country. And I thought that was uh, amazing. <laughs> was that a little, nice word. Was that yeah. a little intimidating? Or like, oh, I, um, no, it's something think? that I wouldn't do. Yeah, no, um, yeah. You need some time on your hands, I guess, if you're going to do that. Yeah, I think that, that you know maybe these people feel like I have this product, but... You never know because there were a few people there that had tried and didn't make it and tried and didn't make it, and then their number was called. And so I I was like, would I do this again after they, you know, because when they call you in, they're raising hands, who was with us in New York and who was with us and who's going to meet us in Dallas, you know, and I'm like... <laughs> Not me. I'm not going to do this. But if, you know, maybe if I get the board, maybe when I get myself more in the business plan of where I want it to be, I would go back. Because here's the thing. They loved my board. I mean, the guy was just like, what? And you can flip it over? He was like, that is like the coolest thing. And he worked out. 
that was amazing. He understood the concept of my board. Well, we talk about that, the, the judges, the, the audience, if they can understand it or have an interest in it. They're yes. going to start diving in and asking the questions. So yes. They're going to yes. get engaged. That's what and he about. engaged and he asked a lot of questions and I was really excited about that because it gave me hope that I really did have something. So so, so as far as, so, so you're, you, you said you were in the first group making a pitch and I... I Assume, you know, I mean, you're, how much time do you have to make your pitch? I mean, is this like a, a five-minute pitch or what? 90 what, seconds. 90 seconds. So you have a minute and a half to, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's tough. That and they'll tough, stretch right? it to two. And, and I kept on thinking, there is no way. There is no way. There is a way. There really is. It is about pitching. It's yeah. about pitching and getting in front of people. Well, we, we, sometimes we talk about an, an elevator pitch where you have yes. 60 yes. seconds, 90 seconds to get people excited about mm-hmm. your business. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess this is the ultimate elevator pitch. It was the ultimate elevator pitch because when I downloaded the contract and, you know, I really made it um, the decision that I was going to do Shark Tank, I had to tweak a lot of things. But then I went back to my Edison pitch. I did go back to that. And then I, um, I shortened it and I took the best and, and kind of like the buzzwords and, and what was really personal, but important. And, and, and in 90 seconds, they want you to weave your story and your product in 90 seconds, and I was like, are they kidding me? It is doable. It, it is doable. And I just, I mean, it was an amazing experience. But I, I mean, you talk about the practicing and the feedback, and, and, and I would think, I, I assume that there are probably some people that just come up and say, hey, you see Shark Tank's doing it uh, today. I'm just going to show up and, and show up my product and, and make lots of money. But yes. those people probably don't go very far because no. they, they probably stumble around and say, isn't it great And look at this cool product? And, 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 I, and I have to think that it is ultimately a TV show. As you said, it's casting. Mm-hmm. And there's got to be a combination of a viable, interesting product and also a interesting a uh, person that would would be good for being on television. And and that's it. And you know, it, they want good television. They want to know that um you are television worthy and that you have um that there's really a purpose for you to to be there. I watch it every Friday night. And and and, and they, I'm looking at the people as well as the products. I I totally agree with you. I'm always looking at and going, okay, what did they have or why did they get picked? Did, did they have a great business plan? I mean, really, if you are thinking of being on Shark Tank, you got to watch Shark Tank because I didn't watch it. Oh, really? I okay. never watched it. I didn't watch it until after the Edison Project, and I was like, okay, what did I do wrong? <laughs> and so I started to watch it, and then I really started to watch it. My whole family started to watch it with me when we, you know, decided that I would do this. But there were people that just were like, and I'm, they just like walked in and thought that they just had this great product and throw it on the table and, yeah, uh, and the sharks will bite. Then there were some people that you were really intimidated by. You were like. Wow, you're a professional. (laughs) (laughs) For the traps, do you bring your props? Obviously, you brought your board. But I mean, like on the TV show, they have these elaborate 
This is what they do. You you get there, and they tell you in the contract, you will have time. They'll give you your number. You have a wristband. They put it on you, and then they tell you that you have time to go to your car or whatever and get your props. And when I got it, I texted my husband, and he brought me my board and my stuff, and then and went up mm-hmm. it, it is very professional it moved just like that i mean they know what they mm-hmm. are doing so so the thing starts at nine o'clock you're number 36 when did you at what point did you get in and actually pitch what, um, what time was it probably or approximately? about 11 mm-hmm. i mean it was still early um, but I'm going to say maybe about 1130 because okay. I think I got out of there maybe at noon. Well, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if there are 400 people in line, you're number 36. That, that's got to be a long day for them. A mm-hmm. long day. And that is exactly why I wanted to get I, it, the sacrifice to get up early was well worth I always think that. it's better to go early. Mm-hmm. When, when mm-hmm. they, well, hopefully they're a bit fresh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it was amazing because there were people that were coming and getting dropped off or, you know, the car and all this getting out of the the car and all of a sudden they're looking at their line and they're like what and i'm like seriously you're here at 9 30 did you think two people would show up you know so my advice is be prepared pitch and go to every workshop that offers i mean you offer workshops at cvcc piedmont offers workshops there are entrepreneur programs on college campuses that i've learned about that are amazing that are really for that small business that entrepreneur well the experience is going to help you for your business not just the shark tank absolutely all those pitching your presentation they're going to help you yeah when i everything you do when I started this journey, I didn't think I was going to be on Shark Tank. I, did, I didn't. You know, people were always like, oh, are you going to be on Shark Tank? And I'm like, no. But then everybody, you know, Lenore and CVCC and then Piedmont that month before, they all got me prepared for it and confident for it. That I walked out of there thinking this to myself. I don't really care if I get on Shark Tank. Here's what I cared about. This was an amazing experience. That was that was it. The people were generous. They they wanted you to succeed. They wa- they made you feel really welcome. It was an amazing. It there I mean the whole Shark Tank the producers, they were bouncy. <laughs> well, so so here's what our listeners want to know. Are you going to be on Shark Tank? <laughs> I haven't gotten the call. I'm I'm still waiting. You haven't got a call either way at this point in time. You don't, exactly. You, right. you don't know if you're right. going to be on. Right. So so in addition yeah. in addition to me having to give an update on how my book turns out, we're going to have to provide updates on <laughs> yeah. whether I'm coming back when, next month. When Trish is going to be what's going to happen. If Trish is going to make it to Shark Tank, and if so know, when? Right. This is exciting. Yeah. So, yeah. It right. is. It is exciting. All right. Well, she has much more passion than. Hillary Clinton does with her product. You're not going to go there. Come on, Hillary. We we do love you. Don't don't hear you. She's got people, Gary. She does have people. I didn't say she's not talented or have a lot of good qualities. All right. Well... Tricia, we very much appreciate you coming on to our podcast today Thank and you. sharing your experience because yeah, I think I think you know Shark Tank is sort of 
one of these iconic shows for many entrepreneurs and, and your willingness to, to share your experience. Uh, there, there are probably people listening that, that hope to go to, through one of these casting calls and, and show up in Shark Tank someday. Yeah. So I, I, we, we very much appreciate you sharing. sharing well, listen to all the other positives you got out of it. The yeah. network, yeah. all the people you have on your team now. Yes. That's a big deal. Yes. We'll get back to your show in a moment. Just a reminder, you're listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Find out more at themesh.tv and give us feedback on what you like. And now, as promised, back to your show. Well, we always like to wind up our podcast by sharing a small business of the month that we've uh, uh, come across in our travels or had the opportunity to experience. And, and Tricia, do you have a small business that you'd like to share with us? I do. I um, would love to share the small business of a yoga, yoga studio called Everyone Yoga. And the reason why they're called Everyone Yoga is because their yoga is for everyone. It's for young people. My 11-year-old takes there. It's for older people. It's um, she for She keeps looking to me when she's older people. Oh, <laughs> she, yeah, she does care. I know. No, no. I get it. <laughs> and and I love um, their mission statement. They do have one. It's it's about giving back to community. They do a lot of community um, support. They're in the community. They offer free programs to different um, ministries in in the Hickory area. They're just really about community, and I, I love I love their studio, and I love you know their mission and and what they support in community. And, and I, I and you teach there as well. So, I do. So if people are interested in the Journey series and yes. finding out more about the Journey board, I suspect Come. they could find you there. Yes. So, yes. Yes. So, yes. Very so, good, Jeff. Yeah. Very good. All right. Thank well, you. Well, thank you. <laughs> Gary, what is your small business this month? Well, mine's going to be a real twist away from my animal and food subjects that I always come up with. Although I will say, I want to give a shout out to my small business of the month I did in March, Hen and Egg and uh, Newton. Mm-hmm. Southern food. Have you ever? Well, you probably wouldn't because it's not great food. <laughs> it's my Gre- kind of food. Greasy food. <laughs> But I took the executive director of Skills USA and his assistant there when they were here to visit us uh, about two or three weeks ago, and it was spectacular. Well, so good. It is exactly what they advertised. Well, excellent. So that was good. Okay, so now the small business of the month. I'm, you, listen closely because I want you to know why I did this. I'm listening. About I'm listening. Okay. Plum Pretty. Have we heard of Plum Pretty? Not yet. Upscale women's consignment boutique with irresistible prices. They have everything from professional work attire to casual jeans and classy cocktail dresses and much more. They have a wide selection of jewelry, shoes, and accessories. Uh, And, of course, with the economy and everybody looking at going green, Plum Pretty is just a plum smart idea. Whether you're looking for a new wardrobe at reasonable prices or looking to make a little extra cash from your clothes, it's making recycling chic. So why did I pick that one? Tell us. I, I'm hoping that they, have you spent time there? I don't know. No, is, that, no. is, that, is that where you're doing your shopping for your wife? I don't well, know. Could, that could work in the future. I'll have to try it out. Well, our Skills USA 
state champions at the college division at CVCC are doing the attic, which is something very similar uh, to this. this is and true. so when I was new business coming out in Hickory, I said, my gosh, this is very similar to what our young ladies are working. So, so and where is Plum Pretty located? In downtown Hickory. Beautiful downtown Hickory, North Carolina. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and, and Gary's a modest man. What he's not saying is that the, our college uh, had both the college state champion in North Carolina entrepreneurship team at a Skills USA competition uh, and also the top high school team. So, uh, we're very proud of him. So, Gary's They're continuing a good tradition for yes. our entrepreneurship teams. So, my business, uh, a small business of the month, actually was something sent in by one of our listeners. Um, uh, so I, I, we, I received this email from one of our listeners. I enjoy your podcast, particularly the witty repartee between Jeff and Gary. I was in my Whole Foods in New York and found Roots Hummus, and I noticed that it comes from Asheville, North Carolina, which I believe is near where you hillbillies live. <laughs> Please consider it for your business of the month. And this is from Peter in New York City. So I went online and checked out Roots Hummus, which might be more in line with what Trisha's diet is because she's actually in shape, uh, and found out in 2006, a fellow named Matt Paris created a little carryout cafe in Asheville, North Carolina, which sourced local meats and vegetables and organic grains and dairies, which for those of us that live in this area know that sounds like Asheville. And uh, the name of the cafe was Roots. And as the customer base began to grow, Matt got more and more requests for his hummus. And people encouraged him to sell it by the pound. And he realized that uh, what he was doing in his 200-square-foot kitchen was not going to be sufficient, but he wanted to maintain a connection between his uh, community and the food he was making. So today they've actually expanded to a facility in Asheville's River Arts District, and they produce, package, ship all of their product, Roots Hummus, out of there, and they provide certified living wages for their people. Uh, they've become uh, known as the microbrew of hummus because of the various uh, flavors they do and the, the attention to detail and their commitment to community. They have flavors such as roasted garlic, roasted red bell pepper, hot chipotle, Thai coconut curry, mango sriracha, and more. And they're now being distributed through Whole Foods, Harris Teeter, Food Line, and several other significant grocery stores. So sort of a, a local success story that we found out through uh, Peter in New York. Uh, and you can find out about uh, Roots Hummus at www.rootshummus.com. Gary, do you know how to spell hummus? I was going to say you better spell it for our It's uh, Roots, R-O-O-T-S. H U M M U S two U's two M's dot com, rootshummus dot com. And I had the roots part. You had the roots part. <laughs> so uh, I, I might have had to take. It gave me a couple chances on the hummus part. So I'm. I'll eat hummus. I don't. I don't go look for it. My wife is a big fan of hummus, and I will actually make a point of looking for roots hummus uh, locally and uh, giving. We'll, we'll give that a try. So, well, you know, with my favorite foods, you you test it out for me, and then let me know if it's okay. I'll let you know. Uh, probably not something I'm going to follow up right now. I'll let you know. All right, but uh, if you have a suggestion for the Entrepreneur Exchange Small Business of the Month, you can send it to us at e exchange at the mesh TV, and 
Peter in New York will be getting one of our prize packs. Yeah, we'll have to see what's in, what's left in the garage, you know, just to see. You know, we're giving what, a lot of those away. Well, not as many as we would like, but uh, Peter will be getting one. And if you've got an idea, send it in to us. And if we use your small business, you'll get an Entrepreneur Exchange prize pack. Uh, I want to thank uh, Trisha Cooper for joining us today. Trisha, we wish you the best of luck on the journey board and look forward to getting an update on, on Shark Tank. And we want to thank The Mesh, uh, and you can download us at themesh.tv, or you can subscribe at the iTunes store. We appreciate you listening, and we'll look forward to talking with you again next month. It's a great show. All right. Take care. See you all next month. Well, you'll listen to us next month. We hope. Bye-bye. been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.